Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soul by the Pound podcast. I'm so excited for this interview. You guys know I am always online, and I am looking at Black women who are doing amazing things in wellness, uh, particularly for Black women. And I found this young lady online. I'm like, oh, my God, we got to have her on the podcast. And so I'm just so happy you are here. So welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I I love connecting, and this is the fun part for me. It's so much fun. Well, okay, so I got to tell you this. When I do the podcast, because it's always a good time, but my favorite part, and I said this at every beginning of the episode, but my favorite part really is bragging on Black women. So can I take a minute and just brag on you and read this bio? <laughs> of course you can. We all deserve, right? <laughs> we all deserve it. So on the line today, listeners, we have Hannah McCall. She is a dynamic humanist and dedicated nonprofit founder with a background in DEI program management, playing a crucial role in fostering inclusive environments and champion for social social justice causes. Slow down, China. I get excited. Um, as a found, she is currently the founder of Clean Beauty, which is Clean Beauty for Black Girls, where she advocates for clean and self safe beauty products tailored to the needs of Black women, empowering them through education. Her thought-provoking writing reflects her commitment to addressing not only these societal issues, but also offering valuable insights and actionable solutions. As an educator and a motivator, she champions ways for Black women to rise above stereotypes, putting health and success first, while actively connecting and supporting them through clean beauty for Black girls. So welcome to the show, Hannah. Thank you, thank you. You know, so when I when I first found you, because I know we were trying to connect or have you on the show for 2023, and I was thinking about as we start the new year, what better way, like when you see everyone's like implementing all of these new fitness goals, all of these new health goals, of course, all of these self-care goals. I'm like, wait, this actually kind of lined up to have you as like to kick off 2024. <laughs> So true. Um, so true. <laughs> yeah, so climate is so good. And I have to ask you, really, how did you get your start um, creating this organization, Clean Beauty? I'm very honest with this question. Um, I had started an affiliate relationship with a clean skincare company, and I learned through that company that 75% of personal care products marketed specifically to Black women contain hazardous chemical ingredients. But the issue was, yes, it was learning that statistic, but it was also that it was largely white women that were sharing this statistic and they were sharing it for an obvious, hey, if I tell you this, then you'll buy this. Mm -hmm. And that just felt, I mean, for lack of the obvious, it being inauthentic, it just felt like this message, this information is not going to get to the people that whose lives it could save if you guys are doing it on a dime. So that kind of expanded my thinking to, you know, kind of wait a minute, like our skin is an actual organ and we do not treat it with the care and concern that we do others. I agree. I agree. I think sometimes when we talk about health, because we already have that uphill battle, that we're so focused on what is the skin to get, whether it's skinny, whether it's to get healthy, whether it's to get yeah. down. or And you know, as Black women, wherever we show up, we have to look good. Like, we have to 
My government <laughs> said, you show up, you better show out. Like, you better be put together. And I think we often kind of skip that aspect. So I'm so happy that you recognized that gap and was like, hey, wait a minute, we need to bring some attention to this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, okay, going back to Clean Beauty and how you really got established, one of the things that you posted recently, I actually saved this on my phone about how you know, the average woman uses 12 products daily. And I think about myself as a product junkie. I think about, um, you know, what we see all day. We see a million different skincare regimens on social media and YouTube. Like how right. do you educate women of color and really just let them know like, hey, this is something to pay attention to? Yeah, I think honestly, the biggest hurdle with having this conversation is, I mean, for lack of a better way of saying this, as as a as a black woman or any woman of color, truly, we're always told all the things that we're doing wrong, right? Mm-hmm. So it's we're always faced with no, do this better, do that better. I get it. I have empathy, and mm-hmm. we do use a lot of products, and it is my my belief that it is not necessarily the burden on the consumer. However, we still have to know better in order to advocate for better. So. In reference to that 12 products, you know, that we use. And to be honest, for Black women, we average closer from 26 to 32. Um, (laughs) And it's true. I mean, think about, you know, you get in the shower, all the products you use in there. Then you wash your face. Then you put on makeup. Then you put on all your hair products. Like, we easily jump so quickly. And the problem is actually right there. It's, yes, we can say that the FDA, in some aspects, they're right a little bit in saying, you know, a certain percentage of an ingredient in a product isn't an issue. Okay, cool. It's not an issue in my face wash. But if that same amount of that chemical ingredient is in my face wash, my toner, my serum, my lotion, my hair gel, my hair oil, my um, body wash, my lotion, like if it's in that many products, we no longer have a safe amount of that chemical ingredient. And that's why it's so important to think about what we're using, how we're use it, using it, how often we're using it, because that accumulation is actually the issue we need to be paying attention to. So that brings, I'm like writing notes, as you say this, because I always <laughs> learn, but I never thought about that because I always, re, like recently I've really been into like finding clean products or like that have less chemicals. I won't say I'm a thousand percent and I definitely have room to grow, but like you said, it could be something so small in all of the products and it's stacked. I forget that. Like when do we get out the shower and not even lotion our body? You know what I mean? Like we are like laying on this. <laughs> Oh my gosh, you should see my face right now, Hannah. This is <laughs> this is insane. You know, okay, so tackling such an issue like this, because obviously it is some complexity, and like you said, it typically as black women, we you know, we've heard you you are black women, you know like we've heard this so many times what we shouldn't do. Really, what keeps you inspired to really just keep going and like having not only just having this organization, but like really navigating this realm? I mean, it's twofold, but the center is Black women. Um, But what that is, is there is a lot, when I started this organization, there was so many Black women who have brands and products that are making them with the intention of wanting us to live these full, healthy lives. So they're not putting these harmful chemical ingredients in the products, but they're also 
largely silenced by these bigger brands, right? So them coming out and saying, thank you so much for being a bridge of brand to consumer and educating why this is important. That keeps me going. And the second is a lot more powerful in a different way. When we have sister circle events, which are just honestly conversations, I give a little bit of information and then we just talk about how it feels and what it means. And it is so often in those spaces that I have women who come out and share their stories about how they discovered that some of these products do have harmful chemicals. And a lot of the time it's not, it's not fun stories. It's, you know, I had several miscarriages or I was diagnosed with breast cancer or I was dealing with these terrible fibroids. Like it's always a very interrelated thing where what they realized would improve their health situation was looking at everything that they were putting in their body and getting to that last piece of, oh, I forgot. Or yeah. didn't think. Because we really think that the FDA is protecting us and that just isn't the case. That's so true. I, I listened to a podcast probably like two years ago and it was, I forget the sister's name. I really feel bad that I do, but she was actually talking about like, just the differences in what the FDA in the U.S. you know <laughs> versus other countries, and I thought about it. And I'm like, that's so true. Even when you go outside of the country, you can taste the same brand of something, and it will taste completely different right. in another country. And so to think about how all like thinking of it from a holistic point of not just our food, but also like. Okay, the FDA is not looking out for our best interest. Then you have food and then like adding on beauty. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to really take into account. Truly, truly. And it's it's just an allowable offense because like you said, in other countries, like, so for example, the European Union, they ban like, it's over 14, it's like, it's over 1500 chemicals. The US bans 11. But what that actually yeah. means is these companies, like these main brands that we see on our shelves here that we might see over there, they're using a different formula in the European Union because they're forced to. It's safer. Whereas here, it's like, eh, bottom dollar is all that matters. Give them all the BS, you know? So it's not that it's not possible. It's just it doesn't have to be done that way here. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're still doing it. They're going to do it for as long as we let them. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. What is one thing that you really wish that Black women particularly understood? Because I know you mentioned like in regards to like fibroids, breast cancer, where we're leading the chart when it comes to those. What are some things that you would tell a Black woman in regarding to kind of understanding and really navigating a self or clean beauty regimen? I mean, I really do think it comes down to the fact, like like you just said, a lot of these issues that we just inherently believe are a bigger issue in the Black community with Black women in particular, because we live stressful lives in this country. Yes, mm-hmm. fact. Mm-hmm. And we are using products with chemicals that create these issues. I, I am... I like looking at data and I look like I like looking at facts. Um, also, shout out to the ancestors for Black History Month. But Malcolm said, <laughs> you know, the most disrespected woman is the Black woman in America. And we have to pay attention to why we're trusting these companies 
to set us up for longevity and long-term health when they have never insinuated that they care about us. Um, so we have to make that tie between these health issues and these these products and more so to go a little deeper, we have to look at the type of products that cause the most harm. And they're generally hair products, yes. right? Yes. That, that is because a lot of these hair products are also catering to altering our beauty to fit this white European beauty standards. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a long, tough conversation for anyone to convince me that this is not intentional. But Mm -hmm. what I also want to say is, yes, all of this is a little bit scary. It's frustrating that we have to do something else to better our own lives. However, the big power in that is Black women are the biggest spenders in the beauty industry. We make up like 6 to 7% of the population, and we spend like 22% of the money in this industry. That says to me... We have all the power to shift the narrative and we have all the power to demand safer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm like getting chills while you're talking. And because, <laughs> you know, like you literally took it to history, history. Like, why is it that we have this automatic trust system for corporate? You know what I mean? Like we like we totally forgot that these corporations are being ran by people Listen. who don't have our best interests at heart. <laughs> They never have. And I don't expect them to. You know what I mean? Like, it's not no harm, no foul. You are exactly who I think. But like, we, we know better. You know, we know better. We do know better. You know, because every, I don't know if you see this on your timeline. I swear every single day, Hannah, I always see you might qualify for a class action lawsuit with like some relaxer company and some. So like literally all the things you push down our throat so that you know, what's the first thing? Like, if you're nappy, they're not happy. Or, like, if you're... Right. You know, right. Like, when you think of all of the stuff that... All of these narratives that was pushed on us, not just an effect of our hair, but also how we show up. Because Black women really don't have the option to dress down or not show up like we have to always show up. And when you right. think about that, tying it to... Not only are we forcing you to make this is like, the new culture, but you also have to, like these none of these things that we're putting in your body is for your better interest that just gave me goosebumps <laughs> it's so true and i mean that even goes back to like fragrance like black women you know it's like a badge of honor to smell good mm-hmm. let's talk about where that came from because i can take it all the way back it's documented where presidents were saying uh you know black people got this funny smell and it's like okay cute no period let's stop because it's all seated in this less than better than, and these products have chemical ingredients that mess with our hormones. Like, come on, y'all we're black women. Again, we know, we know this plight, we know better. And if we have power, we got to take that up. We got to take that up. We absolutely do. Especially to switch it. Consider how many dollars are involved in this. We definitely have to switch it over. We set the trends anyway. So like whatever black women say in this beauty industry, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. I just said that to someone today. I was like, we're the creators. We're the creators of those things. We are the creators. We're the blueprint. That So why not switch it? Because um, you know, they also, real quick, Hannah, they talk so much about I interviewed on the podcast, I interviewed a therapist and she, she says the number one thing she starts with her clients is asking them, like, what did you eat these last couple of days? Just to determine how it affects their mood. And that goes back to what you just said. Like, 
It's not even just what you're eating. What you're putting in your pores literally can impact your mood, your attitude. This is why we might come home tired. Like, what are some things that you, ingredients have you seen in the cause and effect? And I know that was an original question, but now I'm curious. (laughs) So, honestly, the big things that I say, um, I tell people to watch for, I start with five. Parabens, phthalates, formaldehyde sulfates and fragrance i know i get a lot of kickback on that last one i'm sorry but i'm gonna keep saying it yeah (laughs) sorry y'all i'm sorry Um, (laughs) it's not my fault (laughs) but you know a lot of and they all the problem with all of these is they're known as endocrine disruptors and what that means basically is they disrupt your hormone balance they mimic estrogen, they pretend like your body is lacking in estrogen, like they just wreak havoc on the balance. So your body tries to overproduce and underproduce. And what if we what we've all learned, I think, as we all get a little bit more knowledgeable about our le- our health on a holistic level is our hormones and like our gut are truly, truly, truly the balancers of everything, how we think, yeah. how we feel, how we move, the fog that we go through. And I just, it's like you said, we look at health from this, what are we eating, right? We've mm-hmm. kind of expanded into like, what are we consuming from a source perspective for our mental health? Like, who are you talking to? What are you reading? But we still have yet to go a little bit further and say, what are we putting on our bodies? Because that gets absorbed immediately. And that does affect, you know, how we show up in this world, how we can show up in this world, how our body can fight back. Um One of the big things is for Black women in particular, because of our makeup, when we put on deodorant, you have to really think about where you're putting that deodorant. You're putting it right next to breast tissue. Yes. You know what I mean? Like we have to be very conscious of this temple that we have and think about the role that hormones play in our well-being. Yes. Now I'm not as advanced as a fragrance, and you gotta give me some grace. I'm gonna go through my We never are about a pack perfection over here. I believe in the 80-20 rule. Okay. Do your best, keep your favorites. <laughs> like I'm because, gonna go, I'm gonna go through my top three. <laughs> um, the one thing I did give up though, I definitely gave up deodorant probably about six years ago. Like I I went with three years. Yeah, I went with the first I went with native and then I was like, okay, I want to rotate. And one thing I noticed uh-huh. too is when my diet is cleaner, I really don't necessarily need deodorant. Like I'm not, not some of them excluded. But um I cause I all I from I'm not gonna say all the women, but there's a great number of women that had breast cancer in my family from youngest in their third early thirties to like another cousin who's like 70 fighting it again. And when you see stuff like that, that's, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, why are we putting something so hard? Like everybody used to use a dove spray can. I'm like, why are we putting this so close to our home? I just, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's, it's also worth saying that I believe, don't quote me, but I feel pretty confident. I'm very close. Um, 94% of breast cancer diagnoses are environmental, which means only 6% are genetic. Wow. Yeah, we have to, you know what I mean? We have to pay attention to those numbers. 
when you break down the data, it makes it like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, it's, this is here. Because yep. it's so easy. That's why, I'm, yeah, that's why I'm here. Because it's like, dang, I can't not know this now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't unlearn it. Okay, okay. You're schooling the people tonight. Okay. So, <laughs> um, on your journey, what was one thing that you wish that you knew sooner when it comes to uh, clean beauty and Black women's health? Like, what is one thing you were like, dang, I wish I knew this earlier? You know, one, I just, I think that I, I think I wish I knew that there was different formulas for things, but even taking it outside of clean beauty, because I think, I think it's much easier to accept some of this information and the change that comes with it when you go a little bit deeper and a little further inside. And I think the one thing I wish I knew immediately and always was you're always enough and your Mm -hmm. health always matters, full stop. I don't think we are told that as Black women. And we certainly don't see in media, we don't see even the allowance in a lot of our role models lives this allowance to care for your health to Mm -hmm. make these decisions that are going to benefit you long term and not short term you know what i mean i feel Mm -hmm. like just kind of pulling it back a little bit and being willing to ask questions for the sake of your health i wish we had more of that yeah yeah that's a good one that's a really good one Look, we could end it. No, we're not going to end it. But I was like, we could end the podcast later. <laughs> um, I, I I recently was listening to some podcast episode, and they were talking about just um just like creators in 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 the social media space, right? And they were mm-hmm. saying like, we don't see many. I don't know what the girl they referenced, but she's just a quirky white girl that just goes around and like she shows you her eating like. Uh, five cotton balls, or it's just random stuff. She just showed you. Like, <laughs> the, the person that said this was basically saying, like, I want black women to know. It was a man, actually. He said, I want black women to know that you're enough because in a creator space, you don't really see us doing that. We always have to be well groomed. We always have to be so fit. You always see yep. a certain aesthetic. You always have to see the perfect lighting, the perfect, like, you can't have nothing in your background. And then there's people who are just existing. And yep. have, yeah, and we have to teach ourselves like you are enough. And I had a recent conversation again after I heard this podcast with a friend and it went into the direction of even like black women as stay at home moms. I was like, this is so mm-hmm. weird why we went in that chapter, but we're always told we have to work. Like, no, that's not what we do. And I'm like, why are we just not enough? Just existing. Like, so and I yeah just to add on that I think you're absolutely right and I I think I think there's so much power in naming what you just named and then kind of taking it back like there is for anyone starting any type of business I think the power of patience mm-hmm. the power of planting seeds the power of consistency the power of intention there is a lot to be said, and I think a lot of my success has been attributed to the fact that I decided that I am enough. What I have to say matters. What I have to bring to the table matters. And on top of that, you have to be willing to say, yes, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then be willing to ask questions. There's 
no such thing as looking stupid unless you let an opportunity pass you by because you were afraid to open your mouth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of like patience and intention, I when you were talking earlier, I was thinking to myself, I was like, you are like on I hate the term right side of history, but I do want to say that you are on the right side of history because this is something that we're not even talking about right now. I mean, you hear some people's like we hear it sometimes, but I don't feel yeah. like this conversation. And I'm thinking like you are so this intention that you had to really help black women understand and really reclaim a space that people were trying to tell us that wasn't our space. You know, that's essentially what yeah. you mean. Like, I'm taking this back. You're not going to tell my sister <laughs> what they need to do. And something about that, I'm telling you right now, you are on the right side of history. I'm so happy that it's like even more making me be like, dang, I'm so happy we had this chance to talk. So thank you. Thank you. That means a lot. I mean, and you, you're exemplifying what I say all the time. Like we are magic when we come together. Yeah. Truly, truly, truly. We definitely are. Okay. So what, you talked about the sister circle a little bit, but maybe you could share more and like tell our listeners like about sister circle, tell or tell them more about the organization and then anything that's to come that's coming up. Yeah. So our sister circles are, I come in, I talk for about 10 to 15 minutes. I give some very basic digestible information, kind of like a did you know format um, about the things that we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. And then after that, we open it up. I kind of, it depends on the age demographic. When I talk to high schoolers, it's more of a, what makes you feel beautiful? Where is that sourced? Why? How does that influence the products you use? On the college level, we talk about what they're doing. They're DIYers. They're, you know, they're going to go out and talk about some stuff. So they, <laughs> I love it. And then the older demographic, it's it's more so of that, ah, this is how I find, found out, you know, the products I was using were causing my health issue. Or there's like some anger and resistance because it's like, but I've been doing this my whole life. What am I supposed to do yeah. now? So yeah. it's, there's a range of emotions, but I think that's what's so powerful because it's just black women in a room and we're talking about this amongst each other. So we're safe, you know, yeah. and there's no judgment. There's no, my education piece of this all is not to tell you what to do. It is simply, you deserve this information and then go live your life however is, you know, however you yeah. see fit for you. At the end of the day, the goal is to make enough noise that companies have to change. I don't want us to change. I want you to do whatever you want to do that makes you feel beautiful. It just shouldn't harm your health. Now, that's the, now that's a healthy call to action. Let them change with yeah. these products versus us, like, taking a burden of yeah. how to research how to make the other this weekend now. You know, because we are giving them our money. Um, yeah. And we got enough to do. Hello, <laughs> we have enough on our plate. And you know, we got the cape about two years ago. We have enough on our plate. <laughs> you know, um, okay, this is so off topic, and then I'm gonna go to the next question. But it made me just now I was thinking about um recently how Beatrix Dixon, the owner of Flower, uh not Flower, oh my gosh, the owner um, of Yes. And how she sold her company. And then you, so as, you know, as black women, kudos. You did that, sis. Like, you did it. But on thank a, you. Yeah, thank you. Like, but then on the flip side, it kind of makes me nervous. Like. Yeah. I mean, they're going to change the formula. It happens. The formula. That's all I want to Yeah. It happens every time it exchanged to um, 
white hands. And like I'm, I was on a board for um, a product database that's all black owned, and we struggled. Like we had a little bit of issue among the advisory board if we, you know, keep companies on that sold to probably white owners or whatever. And it's like we can't because they changed the formula. But that being said, it's no no discredit to the black women and even men that create these companies. Like nobody creates a company and wants to run it forever. Like forever. we create That's things, we want, yep. we want to sell. And you we should, please take that money. <laughs> That's take that money to create generational wealth. Absolutely. That's the, that's the goal. The goal is not to be working there every day. That goal is to absolutely yeah. sell it. But I just I wish we had more grace for people because you're right. It will change. But like, that's not the burden of the person who created it. They actually just showed you that you can do it yeah. in a safer way. Now, again, it comes back to the regulations because no company is going to, quote unquote, do the right thing because they feel like it. That's just that's, that's this is America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's very, very true. And you're right. I'm glad we shed a light on that subject. I didn't even plan on talking about her, mm-hmm. but I'm so happy we shed light because there no, is... No, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because have you noticed there is some resentment that yep. we seem to have, and we shouldn't have. I remember they did it with Bane Attraction. They did it with Girl's Daughter. And these are all successful yep. so that they could go and create more of them, you know, like more versions. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so and they created pathways. Like, I just, I will never, ever discredit that path. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think they're showing not only they're showing the people who are doing stuff wrong, that it can be done correctly and it can still be lucrative. So exactly. Carol's daughter started with um, like a little cart. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me y'all can't do this. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. So that is so good that you are doing um, these, these uh, sister circles, but also with different age groups, because when you were talking about with some of the younger girls, like, why do you choose this or why do you choose that? It made me think of as adults, we don't stop that. Like we, it's a deeper yeah. issue to products that we choose. Yep. Yeah. It, it is. And again, that's, I think the, that's why it's so important to name the fact that the products that are the most harmful, again, are the ones that want to make us look for lack of a better way of saying this, they want to make us look white. I, mm-hmm. I grew up in the Midwest. Um, I straightened my hair anytime I was going to be out in public on the weekend. And, you know, it wasn't until my son was like five or six and he asked me why I did that, that I had to come with the terms. I'm like, now, are you going to change or are you going to tell this child that you straighten your hair because you look prettier with straight hair? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we have to ask those questions where I know relaxers is a big thing with the challenge to the FDA to ban formaldehyde. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I know how attached some people are to their relaxers, but at the risk of cancer, cancer. and it's not a little risk. It's not, it's not like some people get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I just, that is such an ingrained and given mindset that that's why with the younger girls, I just I just put it in their head so so they have the language to ask themselves because I've had you know I had a senior she started a group um, a group of other girls just so they could talk about hair just so they could talk about what makes them feel beautiful because when right. I asked her the question she said um, because I don't think anybody would talk to me if my hair didn't look like this and I was like okay that's mm-hmm. where we start. 
Mm-hmm. Like that can be okay, right? But like mm-hmm. if we don't name it, then it's like, do you think you do? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And we've been taught this for so long. Do you remember like Easter Sundays? Everybody was oh, like, my even when I think back to relaxers, I remember like sitting my my best friend, we've been friends since we were like 13. And Love I remember it. her aunt would perm our hair, like relax our hair, and we would sit in front of the fan <laughs> burning while she did it. And I'm thinking to myself, like, are we really like, like that just doesn't seem normal to put something that's harmful on your body? <laughs> like, right? We waited for the burn, like to like basically come on. But I mean, it's it's what we have historically done to be pretty even now anytime i'm in the salon getting my hair braided or just washed or something if a little girl comes in and gets her hair straightened for the first time it's like we just gas her up so much Mm -hmm. and talk about her hair and how beautiful she is it's like ah man no we need to tell her that when she comes in here rolling out of bed with her hair halfway smashed and nappy like hello gorgeous yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah, you know, and I think I've been guilty. I don't think I've ever really was so excited about my own natural hair state until I had a niece. And she went to mm. school and she would take her, every time she gets to my brother's house, my brother's house, she takes her hair down. Like she takes it out of her pigtail. She's like, well, all the girls at my school wear their hair down. And I'm like, well, you're magical. Your hair could go up. It could go in braids. Like yep. really like, because I don't want her to feel the way I felt at some time. Exactly. You know? so, yep. Exactly. There's a huge shift there and you're right. And it's, it's because I think we are collectively having those conversations with ourselves mm-hmm. and we don't want to pass it down to the youth. To the next person. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, okay. So my second favorite part of the show, Hannah, is so star tip. So at the end of every single episode, we like our um, guests to give provide a soul star tip. And this is something that the listeners can put into action immediately after listening to this episode. So I got to ask you, what is your soul star tip? One, say to yourself, it does matter. I am worth it. Mm. And two, this does not, this topic, this approach, this issue, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. I always tell people to whatever product you're running out of that you're, you know, you're, you're already planning on replacing, read the labels of that product. And if it doesn't fit a quote unquote clean standard, or if it has parabens or sulfates in the first five ingredients, Replace it with something cleaner. Okay. Not one at a time. And everything. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, that is good. You know, I heard recently that there's like apps where you can scan things. Yes. So the EWG Healthy Living app, it's free. You can scan barcodes and it'll rate the product. And then also the Think Dirty app does okay. the same thing. Um, and then there is a database of Black-owned, clean-approved products. That is the Non-Toxic Black Beauty Project. Um, you can search the database there for brands and stuff, too. Say that again. Black, what is it? 
It is the Non-Toxic Black Beauty Project. There is a link on our on cleanbeautyforblackgirls.org as well. Okay. For oh, that. that's so cool. Okay. That makes me feel better. That's, that's <laughs> super great. And that's, um, that list gets added to every year. It's completely vetted by another nonprofit and a couple other data specialists. So it's really, really dope. Oh, my gosh. You just put us on. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Go buy from all those brands. We love them. (laughs) Yes, yes. Let me shop black and get something I can really choose. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, I definitely really enjoyed our conversation today. I know we just touched the iceberg of all the data and information you know, but I definitely want our followers to follow up and really, you know, not only see what you're doing, but also take action in their personal lives and be a voice to those around them. So can you provide them with your social media handles, Handles as well as website. Yep, we're Clean Beauty for Black Girls on Instagram. Um, and then the website is cleanbeautyforblackgirls.org. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts, anything else or <laughs> that you want to share? I mean, I'm just sending love to all of our sisters out there. <laughs> nice. Now, this is how you do Black History Month. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again so much, Hannah, for joining us on Soul by the Pound podcast. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. Thank you.